Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. My name is Anthony. And my name is Chris. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, my friend? I'm a little sad. You're a little sad. I'm a little sad. Why why are you a little sad? (laughs) Well, today is the last episode of season two of Lower Decks. Mm, We could have gotten 50 more episodes in this season. I would have been happy. (laughs) This is our final. This is our last Lower Decker. Yes, this Uh, is our last Lower Decker of the year. (laughs) The season and the year. Yes, you are correct. Yes. Yes. So uh, I guess we'll just jump on in feet first. Bonus episode. First time listeners, we do mainline episodes on Monday. This is a bonus episode for Lower Decks if you found us randomly on the internet. So I'll go ahead and blurb you. First, first contact. In the season two finale, comma, the USS Cerritos is tasked to aid an Excelsior class starship on a first contact mission. Not accurate. The comma placement. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that should have. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not an Excelsior class. I read that. Yeah, I was reading that it's, um, I mean, it's obviously inspired by the Excelsior or Ambassador class, but it is a new class of ship. It didn't say what it is, but it is a new class. <laughs> well, speaking of new class, 9.3 oh. out of 10 yes. on IMDb based on 47 Ooh, ratings, which refresh. I think does make it higher than Wajdush. It does make it higher than Wajdush. It is sitting at 9.3 out of 52 ah. And I see that, yes. Wage Douche is actually the first one, it's the first episode this season to stay above a nine after mm-hmm. a week. So it is at a 9.1 with 388 reviews. If we take a look, because we now can, season one, mm-hmm. the only episode, excuse me, the only episodes above an eight are the last two, and there are no episodes above a nine. So obviously they have a lot more ratings. Over time, ratings tend to drop, so we'll probably, probably see them settle around nine or just below. Yeah, so these are coming in strong. Obina class. Obina class. Or Obina. 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 Oscar, Bravo, Echo, Nancy, Alpha. Uh, That word doesn't come up anything on Google. Oh. It is actually, it does does pull up the USS Archimedes. (laughs) Oh. I get. Google has confirmed it. I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Must Um, be true. (laughs) It's a nice looking ship. Very nice. I I enjoyed the design. it, It looked very excelsior ish oh yeah i mean it's like a post it's like a sovereign style excelsior it well it, it looks like beyond a refit like i think most people would say oh that, that that's just a refit mm. no it's but i, I mean it's beyond if, a refit yeah yeah well yeah but if you just look if you look at the images more and more like and you look at some of the stills the nacelles are different obviously I don't know what that's called underneath the saucer bay and the saucer section. I never know what it's called. That's not a fuselage. What do you mean? mean The section? They mean the neck? No, no, no. Below where the the thing is, the deflector dish, whatever that thing is. Oh, you have the engineering hole. The thorax, I guess. (laughs) If it was a bug. (laughs) That looks significantly different. Uh, Very cool. Very cool. Uh, We talked about how Lower Decks is really giving creative license to, I guess, a lot of the designers and the creative minds because we get you know because it's a animated show they can take yeah. creative liberties but um, we get a lot more different aliens or just more <laughs> aliens uh yes. and then a bunch of new ships so very neat yeah. this is the first we're getting a wholly original ship since the california class right i mean it's obviously very excelsior inspired but there's the um there's that one I mean, as far as a starfleet ship i should say yeah 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 yeah, yeah. the um the one that was in the not the crystal episode, 
but the one with the other ship that was like trying to outdo them. I don't know if you remember that episode. Was that a new style of ship? Yes. Hold on. Um, while I'm looking that up, yeah. why don't you uh, hit me with your uh, initial thoughts and opinions? Fantastic episode. <laughs> Great season finale. I, I don't think as good as the last season's finale, but I don't know how you beat Shax sacrificing himself and Riker showing up out of nowhere. <laughs> they showed us something we've never seen before. We finally got to see Cetacean Ops. They've been teasing it for two seasons. Finally got to see it. It was everything I wanted it to be and more. (laughs) And we got to see an old character come back, which is always fun. One that I did not expect. Like, would you have put this character on your list of characters to make a comeback in Lower Decks? Well, we had that list. I wouldn't even remember that she existed. (laughs) We had that list. I think last week or the week before where we, we talked, talked about, about it, but like, like would, would this person have even crossed your mind? No as a possibility. We didn't talk about her. So she did. She wasn't. <laughs> well, we talked about who you would like to see. Who right, would right. be best, but, but not yeah. like I never, I mean, <laughs> Sonia Gomez showing up as a captain. Is it Sonia or Sonia? I think it's Sonia. Uh, the Merced, which is the ship I was thinking of, was another California class. Okay. I thought so, it was another yeah. California class. Okay. Yeah. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. No, so her coming back, fantastic. Nice little reference to her spilling hot chocolate over <laughs> Captain Picard, which is one of the most ridiculous twice, scenes. right? I don't remember if it was twice. I remember the once. It is still one of the most ridiculous scenes that Picard has ever been in. Like, like Patrick Stewart, it's like, I walk in the room and get chocolate milk spilled on me or hot chocolate yeah. spilled on me. What is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. We get a Jadzia Dax reference, followed immediately <laughs> by Dr. Tiana saying, who the, who the f*** is that? What are you talking about? No, I'm talking like Spock. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, technically, she is dead. So they're both maybe dead. maybe it's they're Anna. both dead. So there's that. Yeah. Oh wait, but no. Wait, Spock's not dead yet. Yeah. Ooh, spoilers. Right. Oh. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I guess. I I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I I really enjoyed this episode. I think it was the, I don't want to say the most serious, but I think it was a very serious episode that wasn't disguised, that, that was disguising itself. Like, like, cause even in the other ones that we've seen where there's disaster is befalling the ship, it's funny, right? Like, no, it's not funny that the, the right. starship is being turned into an organic, like a moist vessel with the crystals. However, <laughs> you would bring that up. It, it was hysterical, you know? Yes. Uh, yes. You know? <laughs> Like the whole thing about them being chased around by a giant head of ransom. Yeah. Very, very scary. Very funny. I found nothing humorous about a starship hurtling <laughs> as the harbinger of destruction towards a, a, a planet. Uh, no. Like I, I found nothing funny about that. Uh, no. and, and at no point was it funny. Uh, <laughs> like I think the funniest part is when. Freeman's like, uh, and by the way, uh, the ballroom dancing competition has been canceled. Uh, <laughs> postponing that for a week. So let's let's talk about one of your predictions and how it totally did not happen. Which one? You predicted oh, that Boimler relationships? and Mariner were going to get together and they were going to have an off-screen relationship in between seasons. And I yep. think that they were teasing with us with that this whole time only to bring Jennifer in from Love Field. <laughs> well, and are they... what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Like, I mean, it's obvious they they had a previous knowledge of each other because the only yeah. reason, like, I mean, it's something that we've like we talked about, like 
the only reason why you're rude to someone usually is because you feel a type of way about them for one way or another. It's it's like all the things you were saying about Mariner and Boimler were actually supposed to be said about <laughs> Mariner and Jennifer. <laughs> and it was right there and I didn't see it. I didn't see it at all. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't see it. So I mean, I saw it coming by the end of the episode when she said that she had a cute butt. <laughs> I was like, whoa, wait, where did that come from? Speaking of not seeing it coming, I did not see Sonia Gomez coming back. We already discussed that. But what I did not expect was for Captain Freeman to say that she's an old friend. Mm. So it's possible that Freeman served on the Enterprise D. Well, that's an old... Well, that's been a so, theory since but, I mean, well, almost I mean, the beginning of Lower Decks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess now... Because I, I was always under the impression that Beckett served on the Enterprise. Mm. So if Freeman okay. served on the Enterprise, that means that probably Beckett grew up. Right. On the Enterprise. Possibly, yeah. Depending on Which how long cool. an assignment was. Sure. Yeah. Explains so, them knowing Riker, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, she knew Worf. She was saying she knew Worf on Deep Space Nine, so. That's true. But, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, oh, no, I got it. Whenever Worf left to fight with uh, Gowron. Oh, yeah, when he went Civil to go War, fight the Klingon Civil War, yeah. Freeman got transferred to the Enterprise D. And mm. that's where, that's where Beckett, she lived there for a little bit. That's how she met Riker, and then they transferred off when Worf returned, and then she meets Worf at Deep Space Nine. She uh, never met him on the Enterprise. Yeah. Well, she could have met him beforehand and just ran over his Macleth. Look, man, I literally Why are we just making spent 10 seconds. <laughs> man, I'm going you know, to spend 15 seconds tearing it down. I'm going to tear you down <laughs> so we can build you back better later. Apparently, there uh, a sonic screwdriver noise was used in this episode. I didn't sure. I mean, it's the sonic screwdriver has made a different noise every in every iteration. Every any type of sort of whirling light noise is going to sound like a sonic screwdriver. <laughs> I don't buy it. Speaking of not buying it, cetacean ops. <laughs> not what I thought cetacean ops was. Okay, they're supposed to help with navigation. I think is the throwaway line there. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was. I always thought it was going to be. Um, because why do why are whales even involved? Right, whales didn't exist on Earth up until you know they brought them back. No, those or or, or, spe- type or of humpback whales. whales, yeah, specifically. Yeah. So had they always been in Starfleet? <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean they are intelligent. So well, I think it's less. I mean, they look like belugas or whatever. But yeah, I always thought cetacean ops was less about Earth whales and more about non-humanoid cetacean species yeah crew members uh, that they bring along so they can communicate with other cetaceans yeah 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 Yeah, that's what i always thought and them helping with navigation makes a lot of sense since they live in 3d space unlike us right we're stuck on the ground they can move in every direction so it it makes sense you know i get it okay i don't know it it works yeah no i i always just thought it was like just people who just communicated with whales i didn't actually think it was whales you know oh, what well, i mean they talk like, about did... it they talk about taking a dip in cetacean ops like more than once yeah i'm gonna go swim in cetacean ops with girls you know like, <laughs> still <laughs> that just it just never occurred to me that whales would be on a ship uh and no, they're also apparently it. they're really horny apparently these i mean whales. just everybody on this sh- <laughs> starfleet you just described everyone in starfleet you're stuck on a yeah. ship with the same people for years at an end but these whales in particular, these are whales just in particular, real desperate. Keep them wet. <laughs> His blowhole is broken. <laughs> Rutherford, you look sweaty. Dip, take your clothes off. Dip in the water with us. Yeah, well, come on, man. <laughs> Get in the water, Rutherford. Do you think that would shock him? No, he's got, he's waterproof, obviously, because he swims. He swimmed before. I mean, maybe he just wears a helmet. 
No, that doesn't make like any sense. Like, it get like a, on, like, like, instead of a hairnet, your, your, innards, like a... your innards aren't dry. <laughs> so Yeah, but my innards don't electrocute other people when you put it in the water. I mean, who knows if they're using electricity? <laughs> who knows? Speaking of uh, the implant, just going to go ahead and pivot here real quick. Yes, please. Apparently, your boy has been... He's a data hoarder. Yeah. Constantly makes a bunch of memories of Tindy, which is cool. Backs him up, yeah. When he erases those memories as a part of the plot, it is revealed that apparently the implant was not of his consent. Yeah. So, or part of it, maybe. I don't know. It, I didn't even like think the, about it, it being the entire implant. They were putting it in, but I thought maybe it was like something in the implant that wasn't of oh, his consent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it might be more specific, but you're right. It could be the whole thing. I don't know. I'll be honest. Yeah. I thought I was going to get got by Todd Howard because when it shows those two guys, I thought it was the intro to Fallout 3. Oh. <laughs> Skyrim? Fallout 3? No, 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 no. Fallout 3. The intro Which to one? Fallout 3. When, uh, when you get born. Oh, and it's and just, it just like, It's Liam Neeson like in the medical outfit. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Damn it, Todd. Been, uh, <laughs> they did two seasons of Lower Decks just to get you with a Bethesda joke. Who uh, knew? Yeah. <laughs> no, just for, just for a hot second. I was just like, oh, this looks like the intro to Fallout 3. And then it... Nice. And then it was like, then they had to drill and they're like, we finally got Captain Freeman Day. It made sense. Yes. Last episode. Yes. (laughs) Captain. And it was, uh, they redid the banner. Happy first First contact. First first contact. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. I liked the reference to him backing up his memories and it causing issues. I don't think you've gotten that far in Discovery, but the character, the cyber cybernetic character or cyborg character that shows her in an episode going through her memories and deleting ones that she didn't want to keep, Mm -hmm. like just walking down the hallway, like innocuous stuff because she didn't have enough space to keep everything. So Mm -hmm. it was like to elongate, I guess, her implants and whatnot. Very interesting. So it's cool to see that again here, even though it's hundreds of years difference. I mean, still all interesting. Still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I was like, man, well, but, but images don't take up a lot of space. And then it dawned on me that memories aren't just images. Like there's all these emotions sensations. attached to them yeah. and sensations. And who knows how like storing those on an artificial hard drive has got to be. That's very interesting. I, I don't know why I didn't think about that until today, until watching this episode. I mean, I think Data made a whole point about that. <laughs> yeah. No, he did. He did. But the flavor of the moment would be lost. <laughs> yes. Flavor. I think that's an exact line. Like, I think it I, might I nailed be. it. It I might be. It. Let's see. What else do we got here? Your girl Tindy got a promotion. Yes. Or she's moving to it. Did she get a promotion? Is she going to be a lieutenant? I don't know. She was just like, oh, I can stay on the ship. And that, I, that's all I remember. I think she's moving out of medical and into general sciences because she's too good to well, sit around. Senior. Anymore. Senior science. Mm. So, But there are incidents on the bridge all the time because Boimler and Beckett are always up there. Yeah, the person who pilots is always the lowest ranking person on the bridge because that's smart. Let's put your least <laughs> experienced person. Let's put them at the helm. That never well, makes sense it, to me. You just, you just wait until, you know, manual override comes and the joystick pops out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the joystick. I love the joystick. <laughs> that scene is so stupid in Insurrection, and I love it every time I watch it. It's so great. <laughs> Newly beardless Riker playing with the joystick, going through the cloud, and man, uh, yeah. removing the... F- so let's, before I get into the view screen, like stripping the hole off. That was awesome. Yeah. That was so cool. And like seeing the stripped down ship, and then them removing the the view screen, just having it be open space so he could see you know what's yeah. in front of him. Very, very interesting. I, I liked that a lot. Like I, that is 100% something you could not do on any old Star Trek episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, you it's too much. You could. It would just look 
really bad. It would look uh, really bad, like, but just having a whole new model and all of yeah. the EVA involved, like they're just they're just shots that you couldn't do on the budget of right. '90s Trek. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even I mean, when it could they started done, using CGI, it just, it just it would look yeah. like garbage. Yeah, yeah, it would just be bad. So yeah, so that that was super awesome. Do you think we're gonna get a Cerritos A? They already refit it once and didn't give us an A. Do you think now that they've removed the whole hole, they've been hit by all this stuff, they'll get retrofitted into an A? I don't know. I mean, we may not even be on the Cerritos in season three. Oh, I'm sure we'll be on the Cerritos. But I mean, maybe. Maybe it's going to be a thing where like like the crew kind of gets split up, you Maybe. know? Because well, well, because Beckett most certainly will leave, right? A new captain's not going to yeah. put up with her shenanigans because the new captain's well, not her mother, unless it's her dad. I got the so. impression that her shenanigans will be different and have been different. If that makes sense, like they're less overt. Well, I mean, just if you roll up on a new ship, okay, let's mm-hmm. do this. Let's do this. Yeah, you get a new job and you are the director of personnel. You you get the captain yeah. equivalent. See a, a, a CEO, whatever. whatever. And when you get there and you look over your personnel records and you see that one of your employees has a history pathologically of being insubordinate, disruptive, like has been in, <laughs> has definitely been caught with contraband, has stolen things, is directly responsible for destruction of all sorts of Starfleet property. And you show up and you're going to be like, why is this person on my ship? And then your first officer Mr. Ransom is going to say, oh, it's because the captain was her mother. Yeah. She's gone. Maybe. If any of that's in the record, you know. I guess it's Starfleet, man. <laughs> the only way things get lost is if they somehow trans or trans-phase cloak into a rock. Or when stay, they fail there. to fight their three clones on the Black Mountain. <laughs> true. Uh, true. <laughs> Someone mentions that Dr. Ta'an or Ta'ana follows Starfleet's proud tradition of having chief medical officers with impeccable bedside manner, <laughs> such as Leonard McCoy, Catherine Pulaski, and the EMH doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want Dr. Ta'ana to be my doctor. She seems kind of rude. I don't care if someone's rude. I just want them to <laughs> fix me. I want them to wave the light over my injuries and make it better. <laughs> that noise? I was... I was not expecting another koala reference. <laughs> where was the first koala? In the the episode where the in the first season where the incident oh, yeah, when he ascends. Gonna, when he ascends. That's right. Yeah. The universe rests on the back of a giant koala or whatever. That's, al- that's also moist vessel, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that moist vessel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would make sense why Tindy would tell him to keep that to himself. Because <laughs> everything that happened, yeah. Yeah, because once he figures it out, he'll ascend. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> the decoupling of all the panels is the mechanism from first contact when they're yeah, yeah, doing obviously. the, the deflection. And really, so that's cool. Nice little callback. A very good callback. But also, I mean, it, is it a direct reference to first contact or is it just like any other override thing they pull? It just looks like the exact mechanism. No, it doesn't look exact. <laughs> okay. I was like, eh. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's very similar to the when Khan does the Genesis device and it's Mm -hmm. like the big metal cylinder and he kind of twists it. It looks like that. So I want to say that we've said this over and over again. This is absolutely worth the price of subscription. And now the entire season is out. I think I can speak for both of us when I say that it's still worth the price of subscription. Nothing has changed. And you can get on Paramount Plus and you can binge 20 excellent episodes of Star Trek. In a day. I mean, they're 20 to 25 minute long episodes. I think we saw at a few longer ones, especially in the first season, but in a weekend, you know, fairly easily. You can give Discovery a shot 
I'm not going to sit here and try to get you to watch Discovery. I love it, but I know that it's pretty polarizing. But this is very good, very fun television. I think it only gets better as it goes. How do you feel about this season compared to last season? I, I, I The word better does not concisely explain my like my position because okay. it's hard, like it's hard for me to say I have a favorite episode or which one is my favorite season because everything is still so new and raw. I can tell you what my favorite episodes or my favorite seasons of previous Trek or my favorite movies or whatever because I've seen mm-hmm. them over and over and over and over and over again. The last Star Trek movie came out in what, 2014? I probably er- probably earlier than that. I'm probably wrong. It was- 1999? <laughs> Shut up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually like 2000 or 2001, something like that. I don't remember. 2016. Yeah. So 2016. So even that movie, which came out 2002. Less than five years ago. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. More than five years ago, July 22nd. I mean, I've seen it like five times. So, yeah. It, it, like, if you were to just ask me point blank gun to my head, which season is better? I mean, probably season two, mostly because I think that they got all, like, they just worked out all the kinks. Like, they just, like, yeah. they just, they just figured out how to make the show. That being said, <laughs> first season, that's some bangers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, but no, I definitely think season two is probably better. I think I agree with everything you're saying. I think the term I would use is it's more, it's more consistent. It's aged very well. I mean, it just came out. <laughs> no, <laughs> com- the, the show, the show as a whole, like over the 20 episodes. Oh. No, I gotcha. I gotcha. It's okay. gotten, it's under, it understands what it is. I think we as fans understand what it is. I'm eager to actually go back and rewatch the first season, especially those first few episodes where I think neither of us were really sure if that we were like, okay, is this, this isn't bad. It's not great. And, and see if I think I feel differently now that I understand who these characters are in a different way. I think episode one was the only one I wasn't sure about. Yeah. Like I, I literally do. I think, I just think episode one was the only one I was like, hmm, uh. and then from, from episode two on, I was like, I was in. I, so. I don't remember it that way. I seem to recall you weren't sure until it was like three or four. And you're like, okay, I really, I think I like this. Like, I think you rightfully Maybe. knowing you and my memory withheld judgment. <laughs> you're well, you're, you are one to do that. Right. I don't blame you in the slightest. I felt like I was on board a little before you were, but even then I was definitely skeptical after that first episode. Mariner's character comes in strong. Yeah, I don't know if I would have it any other way. Yes, overwhelming. That's a great way of putting it. I, I don't know if I'd have it any other way now, but back then it was like, please just stop. Like I don't <laughs> like, I don't want this type of character. You know, it was very easy for us and everyone else on the internet to compare her to other adult animated television and compare her character to this, that, and the other, and focus on all her worst traits. And while I think she still has some of those, I don't feel like they've rewritten her. I don't feel like they've toned her down. I feel like she's just evolved as a person. Like her character arc has brought her to be, I guess, I'm going to use the term less, <laughs> um, less <laughs> abrasive, I suppose, than uh, than she was before. And I really appreciate that they stuck to their guns, even though I disagreed with where the character started. I'm glad they stuck to their guns and, and naturally have evolved the character to where she's at now. If that I makes mean, sense. I, I, I don't know if maybe toned down is the, the right word, but she's significantly different. But she's the same person. She's changed, but it's because every single character on the show has changed. We just, yeah. I think the only other person that's changed as much as her is probably her mother. Maybe Boimler. I mean, but Boimler's still the same. He's still like, he's still like an insufferable sycophant. A little, yeah. 
he's just come so far. Like he got to experience so many things and he had his, you know, little vacation on the Titan. He came back. He's more confident now. But I mean, like, he's still kind of the same guy. <laughs> yeah, but so is Mariner. But I mean, like, he's also like right. willing to go in along with her stuff. And like, yeah. whenever they try to, like, he, she's like, oh, impersonate your clone. Let's go do this. And he starts to ask him permission. She's like, don't ask permission. He's like, oh, right. Yeah. Why would I do that? And I don't think season <laughs> one, especially early season one, Boimler would have gone along with that at all. Like, he is insufferable in the first episode as well. He is in a very different way. I, yeah, in a less yeah, overt yeah. way. Yeah. I think we came out of the first episode like, I like Tendi. Tendi's pretty cool. <laughs> a cyborg, neat. Cyborg's neat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I have not rewatched it. I don't know if I've told you this before. I have not rewatched season one. Neither have I. I watched season one every episode twice before uh, for the podcast. I would watch it and then I would watch it again and take notes. But I might go back now that it's been over a year and uh, really see where it lands, you know? Yeah. I usually, if something's new, I give it time. Yeah. Like, I usually give it, a, like, a few years. I mean, that sounds strange, but, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's just so much, like, so many things that, you know, that come out, and you're like, man, that was really good, and this is, we're going to pull back, pull back the kimono a little bit here. You are an avid theater goer, or at least you I used was. to be. I was a few years um, ago, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I Like, you would go see the same movie multiple times in the same weekend. I've done that a few times. That has yeah. been a very long time. That's been like right, 10 right, years. Right. Yeah. But still, like. Yeah. Yeah. Having that, it, like going to the movies again is something that I've never really done for the same movie. I think the only time I did that was for Wonder Woman. Oh. Because I went to see it with a friend first because they were coming in from out of town. And then I saw it with everyone else. Sure. Like, the next day. <laughs> Just to, to add on to it, I used to I used to go see the same movie several times, and then it would come to like the cheaper theater or whatever. I'd watch it again, but I would not stream movies at home. Really, I own like six Blu-rays. Like I just liked the theater experience. Yeah, Thursdays when new movies came out, that was one of my that was my day off at the time, and so I would go watch whatever new movie was out. Um, I had all the whatever rewards programs and loyalty stuff for the local theater. Where I lived at the time, and then I've got a couple different places, actually. And yeah, I would go watch the same movie two or three times, but it's the experience, you know? Like, yeah, nothing is ever going to be... Like, I I can't get the same experience at home as I can get in a uh, theater. And I realize that I've now co-opted your point in a very different way. <laughs> but it's but I also, I'm the same way as far as rewatching. Um, even if I watch something two or three times in a the theater, like, I don't rewatch movies, typically. I don't rewatch television until I kind of forgotten the finer points you know like yeah. i we've mentioned recently with the the too spooky stuff i buffy comes up a lot because i love buffy it's the one show in this genre i think i've watched the most but it's been a long time since i've watched it all the way through and i'm just now like recently i'm like okay especially with watching these newer shows and trying to compare it to buffy i'm like oh you know what maybe i did that episode happen late <laughs> early i'm trying to remember you know there's a big there's blank periods and so i'm like okay now it's time for a rewatch where it's not 100% new again, but it's new enough. Um, that's how I feel right now with Lower Decks. Like I feel like I feel like season two, episode 10, and season one, episode one, in my mind, are totally different shows. And they feel different. They have different memories and feelings associated with them. And so I do. I think it's been long enough. It's been over a year to go back yeah. <laughs> and watch you know, season one. Whether I watch season two afterwards, we'll see. But I think at the very least, I will watch season one and two before season three comes out yeah which is not something i normally do but yeah sorry, I mean, just, sorry yeah. to interrupt no, no no i mean that was that was what i was gonna say is i wait a long time because 
the experience is still fresh. Like even if it's been months, yeah. like I'm just like, yeah, I still, yeah, I saw that movie. I'm, I'm yeah. going to wait a year or two before I watch it again. The same thing with the show. So the more impactful the show is, the longer I wait to watch it. Like if the story and the characters mean something to me, I feel like rewatching it right away cheapens it in a way like i needed to go over here like that is associated with these feelings that was this experience i, w- I don't want to taint that experience i have this i'm the same way with the video games <laughs> so to go into a different medium that we only <laughs> we talk about a lot because it's part of our lives but not it's never been a topic i suppose i don't really replay games there are a few that i'll replay every two or three years but I can't just do it right away, typically. And speaking of like the emotions tied to it, whenever I play like a story game, like a telltale game or something, or some point and click adventure game, like something that's very, very story driven, that has choices in it, it is extremely difficult for me to make different choices than the first time I played. Mm. I okay. because because everything because everything might be different, and I don't want to see those characters in a different light. Like I want this is this was the story, and I want it to be the I want it to be this. I want it to be the same. I think I've done that. What did I do most recently? I started replaying Mass Effect earlier this year, not the remaster, or whatever, but it was like before I knew. I think it was before I even knew the remaster was coming, and I started making different decisions. Like oh, I'll have this background. I'll play a, a female shepherd and I'll do this, that, and the other. I could not, I did not get off of, I didn't get off the Citadel planet with a femship oh. because it just wasn't my shepherd. I was like, I can't do this. This doesn't work. I don't like that she's being mean to these people. It's no good. I'm out. You know, I deleted that save. It doesn't exist. You only do the default shepherd, right? Normally? I, I did the default shepherd. I do the default shepherd. I don't know why I did it the first time. I think I was like, yeah, this looks cool. Because I, I tried the game once and didn't care for it. Like I played like the first 45 minutes and I was like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I got off. I, I take that back. Like I played for 45 minutes, but I don't think I got off the Normandy. And I was like, what is this? This is not an action game everyone's <laughs> been telling me about. And so I didn't play it for a few years. And so when I came back to it, I was just like, yeah, let's just try this. And I just jumped into it. But by the, you know, by the time the first game ends, I'm like, that's my shepherd. You know, like I can't play yeah. a different one. That's just who it is. I am in a different boat. In terms of that, I usually always do something different every time I play Mass Effect. Yeah. And in fact, I think at the end of 2016, I made a Barry Shepard. Barry Shepard? I made, I made him look as much like Barack Obama as I could. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> and I nice. just did a bunch of like, I just did all the peaceful solutions. Like, I, <laughs> like and right. I was a, I was a, a Sentinel or whatever. Whatever nice. the one that doesn't have a whole lot of weapon options. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. no, I can't hurt anybody. I'm the president. Uh, <laughs> But every time I do a serious playthrough, I'll always do a different decision or a different yeah. choice to see what happens. Just because... You like to explore the, the art. And I get that. I'm on record. I like new stuff. Sure. <laughs> like, sure. I, I always want new things. Speaking of shows that uh, it's going to be a while before before we re-watch it. I don't think I'll ever watch Game of Thrones again. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, what about the prequel? Are you going to check that out or no? Is it Game of Thrones? It's not called Game of Thrones. <laughs> then I'll probably watch it. It's called like House of <laughs> Is it House of Dragons? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't Hold know. On. Who knows? You might be right. Yes, it is called House of Dragons. Um, I don't think yeah. it's called Game of Thrones House of Dragons. Oh, there's a trailer and everything. Who cares? Okay, look. <laughs> so Lower Decks did get renewed for a third season, like before the season ever released. It got uh, renewed, I believe, in April. Yes, a third season of Lower Decks was ordered in April 2021. 
when basically when they announced the the date for the second season, they they also announced that they're doing a third. I'm gonna re- I'm reading from Wikipedia here. Uh, writing for the third season began in May of 2021, mm. so they've they've done written. They've at least have first drafts. I'm assuming of everything. So writing for the season began in May 20 by May 2021 with showrunner Mike McMahon knowing the direction for half of the season's episodes. At that point, he said the season would take the first steps towards moving the lower decks characters up in rank, with each taking a different path to become the people he planned for them to be at the end of the series. Uh, so if you recall. I mentioned that my end of season three was my upper limit for not having Boimler be a lieutenant at the very least. But it sounds like we're going to see some movement in that regard. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Do you have any predictions for season three? Knowing that both of our predictions are going to be 100% wrong because they've never been right. What do you predict for season three Lower Decks? Well, see, this is where you're wrong because I predicted... The very first episode that Captain Freeman would get arrested. No. I don't, don't recall. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Of, of course I did not. The only thing I'm going to guess or predict is their positions on the ship, not necessarily their rank, because I think rank is irrelevant for for your whatever sure. you do or whatever. I think Boimler is going to become a shift manager of some sort. Some sort of supervisor? Yeah, yeah. Because he's very, like, that's something that, right, like, when that guy rolls up on him, he's like, Commander Ransom said that you were the most organized person on the ship. So I think that he's going to be getting some job that required, that allows him to flex his strengths. But I don't know what it would be in Star Trek, because that's usually a command position, a command position of some kind. So Sure. I mean, there was even an episode where Crusher was in charge of a project, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was demeaning to everyone else involved, but yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Rutherford will get, I think he'll become the chief engineer. I think Billups, you're starting to see some cracks in his virginity armor. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tendy's probably going to probably become the science officer on the bridge full time. And then my prediction is Beckett will be in on another ship. I don't know what she'll be doing on the on another ship. She'll be on a different ship. Okay. She will have a different assignment okay. away from the Cerritos at some point. So spend some time elsewhere, gain some perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, or I mean, she might like request to be reassigned so she can do the legal stuff with her mom. Oh, you don't think that she's going to go off the reservation and in between seasons, she's going to be working with Klingons undercover to figure out what happened with the pack leads. And maybe, I mean, maybe, yeah. Some yeah. black ops. Yeah. Some black ops, some dark dance uniforms. Yeah. Uh, you gotta get your, <laughs> with really you terrible camera. Tactical leotards. <laughs> No, that's good predictions. I, I think that as far as the Lower Deckers are concerned, that's probably about right. I think we'll probably see... Do you think we'll see an episode or at least an, uh, an A or a B story about Rutherford's implant and that weird vision he saw? Or do you think we're not going to... Maybe that'll be a small tease and then we'll get that in season four or something? No, they'll probably address it. Okay. Do you think that we're going to start the season with uh, Jennifer and Mariner involved? No. No? I suspect that whenever things end, they end badly. Yes. Or else they wouldn't end. Yes. So I think that um, <laughs> there's a reason why they were no longer together. <laughs> by, this, by the start they, of the new season? Or do you think we're going to see yeah. that? Okay. So you think no, in no, between? No. Yeah. Okay. They're, they'll, okay. They'll have uh, gotcha. dissolved their friendship one way or another. Yeah, I agree that it probably it either dissolves in between seasons. And it's probably because Mariner is off trying to save her mother or something. I, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something comes between. I'm hoping we get more Phil Lamar. I'm hoping we get more Beckett's father at the beginning of the season. I'm hoping we get more Riker. I wouldn't mind some other legacy characters showing up. Captain Gomez was a, I guess, just a treat, is what I'm going to call it. It's a treat. <laughs> Out of all of the characters that can come, that could come back and uh, have speaking lines and has progressed in their career. <laughs> yeah, awesome. 
Like, just I don't think that would hit anyone's list. I, I challenge anybody to have had Sonia Gomez on their list of characters they're going to show up in lower decks. Prove it to me. Prove it. To I need. Me. I need the receipts. I need the yes. Receipts. I need the well proof right here. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I think for the most part, we should probably leave the details scant for anyone who hasn't seen the episode. And I think we did a pretty good job with that so far. But again, why are you listening to an episode about a oh, guess- show that you're watching all the time? <laughs> you uh, <laughs> you say that. My coworker, he listens and he enjoys the podcast. And he listens to the Lower Decks episodes. Never seen an episode of Lower Decks. <laughs> so I don't I don't know what you're getting out of this, but um Thanks hey, for listening. Hey buddy, you should you should probably just go watch the show. Yeah, it's good. It's good enough. <laughs> Please, if you have suggestions for other things we should watch, we re- watch and review and riff on straight to stream science fiction or science fiction adjacent media. Send your suggestions to sci-fi wiseguys at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social media at Sci-Fi Wise Guys on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us for announcements, the occasional meme, that type of thing. We really, really appreciate it. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And uh, if someone accuses you of detonating a Vavruvian bomb on a, the Packlet homeworld, don't say anything until you speak to your lawyer. Yes. Lawyer up. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. So I'm listening to Lower Decks season one, episode two. I'm listening oh, to epi- your, oh, the, yeah, the, our the episode. I'm listening episode. to your final thoughts. Okay. So, yeah. So with episode two, you were leaning towards likability was the term you used. <laughs> uh, so there's that uh, compared to the first episode, but the, you were very, very skeptical because it's just too new and mm. you, you weren't, you weren't into it. So yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, so I was wrong. You weren't right. It was somewhere in between is the truth, that type of thing. So. I actually pulled that up as soon as soon as we started talking about it. I was like, I'm going to go back and listen. I was trying to find it that whole time on my media player. We talked about uniforms for way too long. Unprofessional. <laughs> Just going on these side it a, conversations. It was a bonus episode. We can talk about whatever we want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, what did we talk about? We talked about Mass Effect today for more than we've ever talked about Mass Effect. We should probably just have a Mass Effect podcast. Pod effect. Mass cast? No, that doesn't sound right.